what do witches, the military, and songs have in common? All this and more coming up on this episode of Lasers and Lockets, the podcast all about strong and complex female characters in science fiction and fantasy entertainment. This is episode 45. To the theme! Welcome back to the show. I'm Lee, your friendly neighborhood host. I am so excited to discuss this series with you tonight, but first, let's get some news to share with your coworkers in Slack or work into one of your random conversations whilst having a socially distant picnic with your friends. News. Season 5 of Killjoys was just released on VRV. If you've never watched the series before, we'll definitely be doing an episode on it a little bit later this season. It's from the producers of Orphan Black. We do have an episode on that one a while back. And the creator of Lost Girl, which we will also have an episode on too this season. Who doesn't love some space bounty hunters? And Dutch is amazing, by the way. VRV is a streaming service that combines multiple other services into one low price of around $10. Personally, I hope to see more platforms do a similar thing, because I am getting really sick and tired of paying for 15 different services. Okay, I don't really pay for 15 different services, but it feels like you're paying for that many, right? (laughs) Netflix has released a new epic fantasy series called Cursed. It's a retelling of the legend of King Arthur, and it's centered around a woman this time. Sci-Fi Wire has an excellent article about Cursed and why it's such an exciting entry into the genre. I'll leave a link in the show notes and our Discord so you can check it out. Lastly, if you're not already, please take a moment to follow us on your social media platform of choice. We're on Twitter, Facebook, and Instagram, at LasersLockets, and we'd love to see you over on our Discord, too, if you're into that sort of thing. The link to join that is in the show notes. I'm still learning and deciding what content I want to share on those platforms, but I hope It'll be a lot more active from here on out, so join me wherever you'd like to. Alright, on with the show. If you didn't guess it from the teaser, or if you missed last episode's closing, we're discussing Motherland, Fort Salem. The series is produced by Freeform Network. If you're not familiar with Freeform, pretty sure it used to be ABC Family. Generally, they produce teen angst series, and while this series definitely has some teenage appeal... It's complex and interesting for adults, too, I feel. The series is an interesting take on the whole supernatural witch narrative. The premise of the series is that instead of Sarah Alder being burned at the stake in Salem, she strikes an accord with the military, and witches are instead sent into the military to fight for the country instead of against. Uh, And it seems that these accords are made across the world, too. General Alder has served all 45 presidents so far. The witches don't do magic like we traditionally think of when we think of witches, but they use songs and sounds to control the elements and to fight. Songs are everything to this military. General Alder has become a brutal, dangerous person. She's hardened and willing to sacrifice anyone who defies her or who she deems is in the way to meet her ends. She is driven by something, by getting new songs and controlling the world's power, 
Uh, I, I'm not really sure, but I don't think it's always necessarily about protecting the country or her troops. You guys, I just have to side note on this. The cinematography on this series is just beautiful. I found myself just kind of tipping my head to the left as I admired the shots and framing and the play of the sunlight. And, ah, sorry, I'm showing my film nerdiness here right now, but the color grading is so perfect for the story also. Sometimes I just had to rewind a few times because I missed something important in the dialogue because I got distracted with the cinematography. I don't know if that's a good thing or a bad thing, but I'm just going to say it's good. It really... The, the cinematography really is as much of a character as any of the characters in the series itself. The series begins as a new class of witches are brought to Fort Salem for military training. Rael, Abigail, and Tally are assigned to a team or dorm room, and they couldn't be any different people. We're going to get to that shortly. While the new class of witches is being brought in, a so-called terrorist organization called the Spree is carrying out a horrific attack on a shopping mall, killing thousands of people. As always, I try to be as non-spoilery as possible. However, here's your fair warning. Uh, with this series and how we're going to discuss it, there are going to be some spoilers for the first season. Uh, in order to discuss it properly, we just kind of have to go there. So embrace the spoilers or go and watch the show and then come back and listen. But, but maybe just listen first and see if you're really interested in the series. Yeah, let, let's have you listen first and just see. All right. Who should we start with tonight? Hmm. I think let's start with Tally. Tally is such an interesting character. Tally decides to join up and accept the call uh, because she believes deeply in the cause and what the witches can do to help the people around them. Her mother is not happy about her joining. I believe her mother is actually a draft dodger. I'm not 100% sure about that, but I believe she is. Um, she found a way to get a, get out of um, being drafted. But Tally is, is all about what the military does, and she truly believes in their mission. At first, Tally is very innocent and naive appearing. She believes in the good in other people and wants to give others the benefit of the doubt. While she's innocent and naive, that has nothing to do with her intelligence. She's extremely intelligent and logical. Interestingly enough, she rarely allows emotion to govern what she does. Tally has super strong convictions. She's willing to defy when she believes something isn't right. There's this really stunning moment in uh, episode 9 of season 1 where she defies a direct order. All the cadets are singing the song to destroy a spree truck. And the camera flies past Tally and she's just standing there with her mouth closed. It was such a powerful image. She's a, a damn brave woman. Tally is also truly gifted with sight. Uh, I believe it's how she saw Scylla chatting with the balloon in the mirror. Oh man, if someone is not a Motherland fan, they probably think I'm talking absolute nonsense right now, but you'll just have to watch the series to understand that one. Uh, but I think that that is um, why Tally can see the balloon uh, that Scylla's chatting with. I also think that it's how she can see people being masked by invisibility songs. She can see things that aren't really there, which is such an interesting power. 
Throughout the season, you see Tally become pretty disillusioned with what the military is doing and with General Alder. She knows General Alder lied, and she starts to realize that they may not be any better than the so-called terrorists, the Spree. I'm just going to leave her at, at that now, because towards the end of the season, you get into a lot of spoilers, and so I, I just want to give you a little taste of, of what to expect, but I don't want to totally spoil it for you. All right, let's uh, let's dive into Abigail now. Abigail is one of my favorite characters due to the progression of her character throughout the season, I think. Abigail is a bellwether, which is basically a military royalty bloodline. She was raised in wealth and privilege, and she's considered what they call a, quote, high Atlantic. She's pretty ignorant of the world, as they point out in the series. Honor and duty drive her, and everything she has ever known is the military. She, like Tally, believes that they're doing the right thing. But unlike Tally, she's basically been brainwashed her entire life to be military. It's really all she was ever bred to be, basically. As her world starts to crumble, though, she doesn't quite know what to do or how to keep her team together, or even what she should believe. She loves Tally and Rael, and that's the only thing she knows for sure that she can believe in. She doesn't trust easily at the beginning, but as you start to see the cracks form in the system and the lies from General Alder, you see that the only thing that she knows she can trust is her team. While she's quite arrogant at the beginning, yeah, yeah, I think arrogance is the right word for that, um, you begin to see this humility creep in as the season goes on when she realizes that she needs her team not just to get by on her own accord. Abigail is pretty much stuck between honoring her mother and her lineage and doing the right thing in so many cases. In episode 9 of season 1, she gives a super powerful and honest speech at the risk of alienating her mother and pretty much the rest of the military royalty too. What I loved about it is that she chose to be real instead of playing a part. It shows how truly far she has come from the beginning of the season too. As her team describes her, she's, quote, a natural born leader, a warrior queen, and a priestess of ancient truth, close quote. I really loved that description so much, and I think it fits her perfectly. All right, let's uh, go ahead and move along to Rael. Rael is likely one of the most difficult characters on the series for me. Admittedly, I had a hard time with her to start, but she grew on me uh, and grew to be one of my favorite characters towards the end of the season. Rael is introduced to us as the rebel of the group. We learn that her mother was killed while running on an op with Abigail's mom, so her father isn't super keen on her going to Fort Salem, but he supports her nonetheless. I was curious why she chose to accept the call. I mean, I think it's required for witches, they're drafted, but, uh, you know, some find a way to get out of it, but... Rael decides to go, and she's pretty jaded about the military because of her experience with her mother's death. Rael is what they call a fixer. She's compassionate and empathic, and she can heal people by removing the illness from them. I'm pretty sure she uses the Lord's Prayer as a way to um, heal people. But anyway, super interesting. On the flip side, Rael is impulsive, emotional, 
and prone to intense anger bouts. She's essentially controlled by her emotions instead of controlling them. And this is likely why I found her so frustrating at the beginning. It was her over-emotional response to about everything and her impulsivity. But she was a character that made me think a lot about her when I wasn't watching the series and why she was the way that she was. The conclusion I came to is that she doesn't actually like herself that much. She does, definitely doesn't love herself. She's broken and hurt and still mourning the death of her mom. When I realized this, her behavior made so much more sense and I had a lot more compassion for her as a character. Rael doesn't like authority either, and she questions it at every turn. But that's also one of her strengths. Even though she doesn't like authority, she isn't unwilling to learn from them and improve. Rael is so powerful, probably the most powerful character on the series. She has no idea how powerful she is until towards the end of the season. In addition to her witch powers, Rael, out of anyone, okay, maybe Tally a little bit, yeah, but Rael is able to do the hard thing when push comes to shove and when no one else can stomach it. She can be trusted to handle a difficult situation. The last character that I wanted to discuss tonight is Scylla. There's not much we can discuss about her because she's kind of a lot of spoilers and also we don't know that much about her, uh, even by the end of the season. But of all the characters, she's probably the most confusing and intriguing of them all. Her motives are unclear throughout most of the season. There's only one thing that is clear. She loves Rael. Or at least you're pretty sure she loves Rael. And their relationship is one of the many bright spots in the show. But also, there are so many other motivations that we just don't know about her yet. She chooses Rael over the spree when they wanted uh, Scylla to bring Rael to them. But she chooses Rael. So that's why I think she genuinely loves her. We learn in episode 10 why she fights with the spree, and it makes sense, but I believe there is so much more depth to explore with her. The spree gave her a purpose and a place to put her pain, but that can't be the only thing about her. I don't think Scylla is an inherently bad person, but she has done some truly terrible things in the name of freedom and progress. Is she worse than General Alder? I don't think so. I can't believe that there's any that she's anywhere near as nasty uh, or as jaded as General Alder is. Scylla is still young and redemptive. Scylla is impulsive like Rael, but unlike Rael, she's also super calculating, which makes her very difficult to read. I can't wait to explore more about her in season two, but you're just going to have to watch that's uh, that's all I'm going to say, because <laughs> like I said at the beginning, Scylla is a part of some major spoilers. There are so many other minor characters who fascinate. Anacostia, General Alder. I mean, General Alder's not really a side character, but she is sort of. Um, oh, just so many other characters. Um, the, the mother of Abigail, Abigail's mother, I can't remember her name right now, but so many. We just don't have time to spend them on spend on them tonight. But while I was a little bit harsh on General Alder, 
I I just don't trust her motives, but maybe they are good. I mean, clearly Tally sees something in General Alder. I just I just don't know what it is. I imagine that General Alder was initially a good person, but something has happened over the years. I mean, when you've lived as long as she has, you've seen some things, I'm guessing. Overall, this series is thoroughly enjoyable, beautiful, and haunting. It has humor, heart, light, and darkness. It's complex, layered, and engaging. And I think it's pretty rare to see a series where the cast is almost entirely female. You can go almost a whole episode with seeing just one guy on the cast. I'd highly recommend Motherland, Fort Salem, if you're looking for something to escape into this summer. It's a great watch and it's just 10 episodes. It's currently streaming on Hulu in the U.S. as well as the Freeform app. And we heard uh, back in May that Freeform did uh, renew Motherland Fort Salem for season two. So I cannot wait to see how they're going to explore this uh, beautiful story further. That brings us to the episode question, gentle listeners. If you were a witch, what power would you desire to be a fixer? To have the gift of sight? I think I'd want the gift of sight to be able to see what isn't really there and to see people as they truly are. I think it would be a really powerful thing. Although being a fixer would be kind of cool. I don't know. I don't think I'd want to be a necromancer. That's kind of a weird one. But, you know, to each their own. I'd love to hear your answers. Go ahead and share those on the Discord or on our Twitter. The links are in the show notes. And that's it for this episode of Lasers and Lockets. We'll see you back here in a couple of weeks. Until then, don't forget your whip, watch out for those blue balloons, and remember, we're definitely stronger together. Get your nerd on, and be awesome. All right. The link to the to join the premise of the series that is that instead of Sarah.